0: You're tuned in to the Fat Boys Podcast, starring Brian and Nathan. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube for more goodies. Now, make way, because here they come.
1: Who's doing the intro this time, though? That's the question. Because you did it last time. You just came out with the, what was it? Mi gente! But do we want to do that every time? I think it should be something clever each time. Like us trying to figure out who does the intro. All right.
0: I mean, because I was thinking. Yeah. Doing me, gente, but in different languages, so like comrades or some, yes. some sort of well, maybe comrades. That's not, that's not the right way to go
1: this yeah. time, isn't it? That'll do great here in America. <laughs> <laughs> comrades, welcome to a Fat Boys Podcast. I
0: mean, you never know, you never know yeah. who's listening out there. Yeah,
2: the Ukrainians. <laughs> that's, well,
0: that's why I was like, maybe comrades isn't the right yeah, like choice.
1: You had three fans over there, and now they're not. We could be just like, hey, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> that's general enough. Hey fuckers. Hey fuckwads. Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> is that is that okay? Just, what up, you dumb motherfuckers. What up, you We're pieces. Ma- why are we why are we negging
2: you, the fans? You sad sack of mashed potatoes. Okay.
1: <laughs> I love sad mashed potatoes. That's like my persona. It's just sad mashed potatoes. Uh, it's often how I feel on Thursdays, so <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, so you, we know you hear a new voice. We will introduce him. Very shortly, Nathan, how was your weekend? Really quick, introduce yourself.
1: Uh, Hi, my name is Nathan. I'm the co-host of this show. Um, My weekend was great. I was drunk and or high for most of it. Um, I did get more tattoo work done. Let's go, shout out to... Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin over at Buku Tattoo in downtown St. Pete. I got a dragon and I got some wings and all sorts of shit, so... We're gonna be continuing this tattoo within the next month or so, and getting the whole arm wrapped around. So that'll be fun.
0: That's fantastic. I haven't even seen the tattoo yet. Yep. Nathan, he works as hard. We walked in. He was like, "Sit the fuck down. <laughs> We're doing my checks." <laughs> I didn't even know about that tattoo. Until we started talking. What did See? I say? Tattoo. See, look, I got it. I
1: got it. It's all. It's all. I feel, like, up there.
0: I feel like I can say tattoo regularly when I'm not on camera, but I have to say tattoo when I'm on tattoo? camera for some reason. I'm Brian. My weekend was very mellow. We went to, like, four concerts during the week, and by the time, like, Saturday hit, I was like, I just want to lay, I just want to lay and recuperate. And to my left, we have our guest this evening, the illustrious Omar El Gallo Rios, chef, MMA fighter, two-time, two-time cancer survivor, and now... YouTuber slash influencer? Do you like the term influencer? I don't know if I've
2: earned the term influencer yet. I don't know if I earned influencer. that intro, honestly. that's That was quite lovely. Thank
0: you. I mean, do you have to, I mean, when you start YouTube, the, the, the job is to create, so you're a content creator, and then to influence with your opinion. So once you start, you're automatically an influencer, aren't you? you just, or do you, you have just, to have... Get the name tag? Do you have to have like a, a following before you're an actual influencer? I don't know how that works.
2: I, I, I haven't gone before the you know the committee of kings or anything yet, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know the council of ricks. The, U- <laughs> the
0: YouTubers Conference. Yeah. So fucking Jake Paul yeah. <laughs> and his stupid brother. And then a uh, bo- his
2: stupid <laughs> brother's doing pretty good in pro wrestling. I don't know if you guys are
0: fans at all, but he's doing quite well. Apparently, he killed it at SummerSlam. Yeah. You're are you a wrestling guy? Nathan?
1: Um, Me? Uh, Not really. I'll I'll go see if it's around. I'll I'll go watch, but I don't follow it religiously or anything. So
0: as usual, we're going to discuss a couple topics up front. Halfway through, we will switch our focus to our illustrious guest, ask him some questions about his life, what's going on with him, promote his stuff, and yeah, welcome back. Thank you so much for everyone that's listened so far for our whopping two episodes. I got yelled at a little bit. We missed a week. I know. I know,
1: we did, but hey, life sometimes gets in the way, and uh, we make it work.
0: We're going to attempt to be as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know the
1: word, like, we're going to keep doing it. Con- recurring,
0: no. Well, no, on, on our
1: game, on our shit, not fucking around. I listen,
0: to, I listen to way too much Spanish music on the way up here with you, so I can't think of English words at the moment. We're gonna Consistent. We're going to try to be consistent, is what I was thinking Okay, of.
1: consistent. Something I lack.
0: Wait, it's, it's funny, okay. though, because on the way here, I was discussing with Omar that uh, our first two guests happen to be Puerto Rican artists. And I believe that our hopefully our next week guest is another chef who's created his own hot sauce, who I think is also Puerto Rican. i got to verify that. But I was like, we're starting strong with the representation around here. We need to probably diversify a little
1: bit here soon. <laughs> our repertoire will be diverse.
0: Hi, why is your podcast so brown?
1: And then you got the whitest Podcast man. 2
0: Brown, hashtag.
1: <laughs> Yikes. All right, so today I had a, an interesting little bit I wanted to try, all right? And uh, so it's called Weird News Headlines, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a headline out, and if you think it's cool enough or interesting enough, I'll let you know what the actual plot is. Got it? Heard. Okay, so... <clears throat> Utah man accused of causing wildfire by burning a spider. Highway double take Albuquerque sign spelled without an R. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilling. Uh, let's see.
0: Fun as the fireman.
1: <laughs> not at all. The big pink diamond discovered in Angola, the largest they've ever found in 300 years. That's pretty cool. Is a Danish king who gave name to Bluetooth buried in Poland?
2: Like, question mark?
1: Yeah. I, that's a, I guess they're asking us. I don't know why they're asking us. They're the news. Um, and then Polish, initi- uh, Polish Institute classifies cats as alien invasive species. I mean, all right. So I think <laughs> in order of weirdness that I
0: want to talk about, it's got to be cat aliens, fireman, and then
1: pink diamond? Okay. All right. So, okay. Here's this: a biologist in Poland or Poland was not prepared for the disapproving public response when he entered Felis catus, which is the scientific name for the common house cat, into the national database of nature uh, conservation, saying that feral cats and other cats should be euthanized because they are aliens. (laughs) What's your What's your thought on cats? Well,
0: (laughs) I fucking hate them. You want my cats? Listen, Internet. Let me finish. Because I know everyone immediately is going to be like, why? Why? I'm extremely allergic. Like, okay. throat swells up. Like, fucking eyeballs start to fucking bleed. It's crazy. And weirdly, all the people I love in my life, all cat people. It's a very weird thing. I'm surrounded by the thing that wants to kill me all the time. And I, I understand it. I get why people like them. Why they're they're, they're pretty and whatever. But I, I can't be around them, so... I don't like them. Fuck your cats. If they were gone, I'd be okay. I'm sorry that hurt your feelings. Um, I also say like Superman doesn't hang out with Kryptonite. Like, as cool as Kryptonite looks, you're never gonna be like, well, you know, it makes me miserable, makes me want to die. So, like, can you come in and hang out? I made you this necklace. I don't want to pet your fucking cat, man.
2: I mean, you just described half the goth population
0: right there.
1: (laughs) I mean, accurate.
0: I do love the song "Love Cats" by the Cure throwing that out there how do you feel about cats nathan
1: i have one um you'll never see her which is probably why i haven't alerted you of her good Uh, she lives in the laundry room because when we brought our new dog home uh in early january she wanted nothing to do with him and uh she has been living in the uh the laundry room ever since
0: so omar is a very new cat owner if i'm not mistaken I,
1: i am i'm a brand
2: new cat daddy um that's, that's I, ha- I have a mug that says so. It's official. <laughs> you got a
1: mug and a cat.
2: Yeah, both on Father's Day. It was. It's actually a really weird story. Like, um, it sounds sweet. Uh, it. I, I have my best friend that I've you know known since I was six years old, and he's a very sweet, genuine person who's very loving, but he doesn't think gifts through very well. So like, if you were to gift someone an animal, you'd probably want to make sure that they are prepared to have said animal. Well, he just skipped all that. And just brought me this adorable baby. And it's just like, it's yours now. It's your responsibility. Have fun.
0: What an absolute dickhead move. I mean, no <laughs> yeah, offense. I don't Who think, does
2: that? But, like, it came from such a good place. And, obviously, you know, I I nutted up and, like, took care of it and, and did what I had to do. And I love the cat. I, lo- I love her very much. What's her name? Uh, her name is Dennings, so that I may introduce her as This is My Cat, Dennings. Very oh, nice. my God. Uh, I actually tweeted Cat Dennings uh, specifically that if she were to come to Florida, if she'd be willing to take a picture with my cat, Dennings, I didn't want to be in the picture. I just want Cat Dennings <laughs> holding my cat Dennings. <laughs> and then I ended the tweet with saying, "I eagerly await my restraining order from you. Thank you for your time."
0: I mean, at least you knew what was coming up. You know, you're realist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That tweet absolutely. is a journey. So, okay, this Polish scientist wants to kill all cats? Just,
1: they they like got to go. All of them? Yeah. Does Especially he say why? Ones. No, just some cat must have scratched this guy, and this guy was like, this will never happen again. Yeah, for real.
0: Is he like
2: Nick Fury? Like, why?
1: <laughs> I mean, I
0: feel like as a scientist, you have to have, like, isn't the whole point of science, like, you know, you have to give your your findings? Like, why are they... Why are they aliens? Why does he think they're aliens? Why do we need to just again, not against it?
1: Like this guy's 000. taking, he's not a cat person. Is this
2: Polish scientist named Brian by chance? He's
1: not, that's I mean, not a Polish enough name. If As all
0: listeners, I don't know if you know, but Brian hates cats. If all cats <laughs> vanish, the Green only cat. thing I really have to worry about is can cotton balls. I'll explain that at a later date. I'm just going to leave that there. We, we will drop, we will
1: revisit that nugget <laughs> soon.
0: Sure. My two weaknesses.
1: Cats and cotton balls. What a cliffhanger. <laughs> That's going to be on your tombstone. All right. I need to hear about the
0: Spider-Man, Fireman.
1: Okay. So I actually, I lost it. Hold on. So I will find it. Um, so actually, hold on. <laughs> this is internet. Okay. So what was the other one you wanted to do? The spider? The Utah man accused of causing a wildfire by burning a spider. He told deputies that he spotted the spider Monday while he was in a hiking area of the foot. So he was outside. fucking Not even at his house? No, he was outside. He's like, spider. He acknowledged starting the fire, but did not explain why he was trying to burn the spider. Deputies found a jar of marijuana in his belongings, but he didn't appear to be high. (laughs) They never do. They (laughs) They never do. It's never a thing. There's no evidence to suggest he intentionally started the blaze But he called it a reckless and puzzling decision. Like,
0: (laughs) my wife hates spiders. Yeah. Like, she can't watch stuff with spiders. Like, pictures of spiders freak her out. Really? So maybe if this gentleman like has that kind of thing, it's maybe explained. But I don't get like, oh shit, there's a spider. I got an idea. Let's fucking burn it to death. (laughs) Like, how how do you get
1: flames involved? Isn't the
2: phrase, kill it with fire, like, maybe he was just indoctrinated from a young age he
1: very used to that hearing
2: term. this phrase, and now that's just his knee-jerk reaction.
0: I mean... I don't know, man. I feel
1: like that's a nature versus nurture thing. Do right. we know if he actually killed the spider or just started a fire? I was <laughs> about to say, the spider got, killed got away the woods like, around you'll never believe what just happened. <laughs> he you know, tells me? all his spider friends. That's
0: fucking insane. Like, what possesses you? There's a Pixar movie in there somewhere. Um, <laughs>
1: there really funny is. Funny
0: story. My father, um, a millipede bit my brother.
1: What the fuck's a millipede?
0: And he was allergic. Um, it's like a centipede,
1: but more legs. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Like a super centipede? <laughs> Basically. Okay. Um, We're starting to get to the metric system when you go centi, milli. But I if I'm not mistaken, uh, they can bite, and they're not
0: venomous. But if you're allergic, then they fuck you up. And my brother had to go to the hospital. Ooh. And um, so oh, a couple weeks later, when we live in the mountains of Puerto Rico this time, my dad thinks he found the culprit. It might have been a just innocent one. And he put it... I mean, I don't know if I should say this. I'm going to. He put it under a bucket and then immediately, like, got some gasoline and poured it under the bucket and then just lit the floor on fire... <laughs> And then the bucket back, like, he just, like, lifted it through a match, covered it back (laughs) up, waited, like, 30 seconds, and then took it off, and it was gone, but it left, like, weird squiggle marks from, I assume, it being burnt to fucking death on our driveway for as long as we live there. Is
2: your dad just like an expert in torture? Like, did he, like, <laughs> did the government use him for
0: Iraqi insurgents? Like, what happened? I don't, I don't know, man, but. Why would he go there? 100% saw the ha- he's
1: that like, happen. That sounds like the beginning of a bad millipede vengeance movie. <laughs> like, he saw this happen to his brother, so he's gotta go fucking no, end all uh, humans.
0: So, I mean, now I, can, I guess I got maybe <laughs> this guy's. Did this guy's kid get attacked by a spider? So yeah. he has, like, spider vengeance, kind of like my dad with with millipedes.
1: Every fucking spider's going to get
0: it. I mean, yeah, it was fucking wild, but he thought, you know, poisonous. Yeah. If he got bit again, he could die, so he found it. And instead of, like, just, you know, like a normal human being stomping on no, it, st- he, there may have been beers involved, but I don't remember that part, so I'm just telling it how I remember it. It's that just is- so inventive. Like, what a way to go. Um, yeah, I seen
2: it.
1: I, I seen it. That's a good plot. for a short story. it's great. All right, so I'm pivoting a little bit on the headline thing because we we, we live here in Florida and we are all very aware of the Florida Man headlines. I love dissecting these because these are absolutely hilarious. So one of my favorite ones that I see here is Florida Man wears a fuck the police shirt to court and he wins. That's (laughs) Good good for him. Florida Man. Good for fucking him. Uh, Here's another one from 2015. A Florida man wearing a, quote, no seriously I have drugs t-shirt is arrested for... What do you think?
0: Wearing that t-shirt? No. Possession of drugs. drugs.
1: (laughs) Possession of drugs. Falsely accused
0: of having
2: drugs.
1: (laughs) Um, Let's see. Here's another one. Florida man suspected of using a private plane to draw a radar penis. He literally... I'm showing it to our camera. Wait, you say he got arrested for it? Yeah, he got arrested for getting a private plane and doing a radar penis what to show mean, up. I don't know a lot what's about...
0: What's the charge? Yeah, I don't know a lot about air traffic law, but Can like... Can you
1: imagine that charge Is it indecent
0: exposure be? with an etching sketch?
1: <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine just sitting in jail next to the guy? He's like, what are you in for? I drew a dick in a private plane. Okay, I'm not going to fuck with that guy. Um, you, know many,
0: you know how many runners do this? On like the the running track, like like the uh, run track oh, apps. I've seen that, yeah. Where they just run in giant cocks across <laughs> across like random cities.
1: It's the little joys in life. How
0: come they don't get arrested?
1: They're not because they're athletes, a plane. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's one: uh, Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing an alligator through a Wendy's drive-through window. That's now that about. sounds
0: Florida man. That is, there Florida, it is. Florida. That's home. That's what, what home. I'm fucking talking about. But. I have so many questions. What did they do to earn that ire? Where did he get <laughs> the alligator? And I mean, I guess those are my main two questions. Like, what happened? They what probably was he- forgot his fucking honey mustard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was just this like, chili's
2: cold. Pocket, pocket gator. You. Yeah, just, just
1: like. Pocket gator. <laughs> he just has one. You could probably find a gator at any retention pond here in Florida ever. A hundred percent. You could find one anywhere.
0: If they're eating babies is, at Disney, you can find one anywhere.
2: <laughs> it's a lot like the Canto region. It's just wild animals that we capture and keep for situations just like this. That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> All right, get the gator in the car. We're going yeah. to Wendy's. All right. here's a battle. My, uh, Florida man steals a car, realizes there's a baby in it, drops baby off safely, and then makes his getaway.
0: Wh- <laughs> where did he drop the baby off safely? Uh, it yeah.
1: doesn't say. It like, doesn't say. It's it's showing him like in a parking lot with the baby carriage. So he probably just dropped it off at a Seven Eleven and just fucking. I mean, I just feel
0: like there's no dropping a baby off safely. Like even if you pull into a parking lot and like take out the fucking car seat and just drop. I don't feel like dropping a fucking infant off in a parking lot is dropping it off safely. Like in my head, I picture him driving to like a a a fire fire station. station? Yeah, yeah. you know, because they have that those weird like little buckets for kids or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Wait, what?
1: You think, but no, it's, it, it looks like a convenience store. That's wild. Well, fi- uh,
0: you're legally allowed to drop off a kid at any fire department. Yep. Is that real or is that something the TV taught us? I, like, I, I believe you. I just, you know, I want more. I am 70% sure that that's something that actually exists. Um, <laughs> so that would make sense to me. But like dropping that baby off at a Walmart doesn't really. Somebody walks up. No. I no. just want this baby straight cash. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> walks off into the night.
2: Like, they try to sell the baby to someone walking out of Walmart. (laughs) Got a baby for you. Just like, hey, man, so I just got out of the military, and I got a family, and this one's for sale.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are we we the Australia of the United States? Oh, that's Florida. How did that become a thing? Florida is the dick of the United States, and where we are is the wart hanging off of the dick of Florida. And that's where a lot of this shit happens. Um, here's another one. Thousands of gun owners in Florida planning to shoot down Hurricane Irma. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there being a Facebook event for that.
0: <laughs> like, really? Like someone made a. I believe it was satirical in nature. It was.
2: It was around the same time that the like the Naruto runners wanted to like be on the beach
1: when the storm came and oh just run God. in the wind like ninjas and <laughs> run like, against. Irma. And I was just like, Yep, yeah, <laughs> that's home. We'll throw it off the course. Oh, Yikes. So, what else you got for us? Over I, I, got, I got one more, then we'll end this. Uh, Florida man gets tired of waiting at the hospital, steals an ambulance, drives home.
2: No, you know what? I support that. Um, <laughs> I've been in those hospital waiting rooms, and oh, that shit sucks.
1: Done.
0: Man, was there anyone in the, the ambulance? When you I hope so. Could <laughs> <Did> you imagine? <laughs> the like, the I hope way so. Way help! Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? No, what radio station is this? <laughs> I hate it.
1: I absolutely hate it. Well, let's hope that none of us are the Florida men that do something stupid and end up on Have you guys ever done anything dumb that's like been captured on like n- the news? I don't know about the news. Not No,
2: um, <laughs> I've done plenty of dumb, dumb things. Nothing Florida man sure. level. I don't
0: know, I've done a lot of dumb shit. I've done some dumb if shit. If caught on camera, would have been Florida level shit. <laughs> but not, um, I remember... My wife used to work at a restaurant not far from the restaurant that I worked at. We used to go there for karaoke all the time. And one night, we're there till close. Everyone's trashed. And one of, they had a lot of English and Irish expats as the people that worked there. It was called the pub. And it was like an English-Irish pub. The owners were English and Irish, blah, blah, blah. One of the oldest, she's like in her late 40s, early 50s. We're talking about tattoos and weird tattoo placement. And she's like... I have a tattoo of Chip and or Dale on my ass, but I'm not sure which one. And I was like, Bull- bullshit. Like, what? You're just coming over here in our conversation. You're just dropping that. I don't believe you. Like, she's like this sweet little lady. I was like, there's no fucking way. She's like, no, there is. I was like, if you have a tattoo of Chip and or Dale on a your tattoo. ass cheek, I will run around the outside of the bar completely nude. So she's like, all right, you come with me, and we need one witness. So we go to the back, to the parking lot, and she brandishes one butt cheek, and there's no tattoo. I'm like, what the fuck is this? this, Did you just want to show me your butt? And they're like, ah, she's like, fuck me, it's the wrong cheek. And she pulls on the other cheek, and she has both Chip and Dale tattooed on her ass. So not just one, and immediately I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because there's still strangers there there's like a bunch of our friends there i was a lot thinner back then so i was more comfortable i guess but i was like well i gotta do it i was like can you meet me out front with my clothes and i strip and i start running and i'm running and things are flapping and i get around the corner and the manager comes out and this five foot three like irishman said what the fuck are you doing i was like listen i'm not <laughs> drunk i lost a bet I'm really, really sorry. He's like, oh well, go on and then. Like, I did my lap and then got dressed, and everyone laughed. like they brought people outside to see it. Oh. Most, most this is an inside bar. Most people were inside, and everyone was like, look at this fucking idiot. Look so, at
1: this fucking guy running around in what, his fucking dick out. Why
0: does he sound like Colin Farrell in like in Bruise? Just like <laughs> he's like, Bruise sucks. No, he, he, <laughs> he, he had a very high voice. And my impression, of, like my Irish accent, is basically him because he was always drunk and he was always running out of breath. It's like, oh, I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow. That's on like, brand. Oh, what are you doing today? Go down to like I was like, what? What, what was that, Kevin? he's, just, he's like, oh, huh. you know what I mean. You're gonna be go down to Like it just it's Conor McGregor, just give me your belt. <laughs> but that <laughs> give me your belt. Watch your belt. <laughs> If like a cop pulled up or whatever, they been like, Florida man, caught for running nude outside of a bar. Like that would have fit. Yeah. That you know. Man, I fucking... Why do I always tell the most embarrassing stories on this
1: fucking because show? Because you have the greatest embarrassing story. Oh, yeah, the yeah, only, yeah. I was caught on the news once. Um, I was at a... Uh, what was it? A Mardi Gras parade. And I was wearing this big Viking helmet. And just randomly these news people... What do you think of Mardi Gras? And I'm like, I'm not a fan. I don't want to be here. And then they cut from where I was. I don't like crowds. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. But I'm wearing this big, dumb fucking Viking helmet. I think I was there working the event. And I'm like, I just want to go home.
0: You don't like crowds? No. That's weird because you're such a like theme park guy.
1: Well, yeah, because I've learned where the like sidewalk areas are so I can walk away from the crowds. When we go to the parks, I barrel through and I get it as as far away from the crowds as possible because I don't like to be fucking close to people. I don't, and they stink, and the kids <laughs> swing their things around and they knock me in the dick four hundred times a day. So I'm like, I'm going to go stand over on the side and walk my own little way. That's interesting. That's interesting. I want to talk about two things. Let's do it. First of all,
0: show some love for the recently deceased Michelle Nichols, Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Uhura. Yep. Yep. An absolute fucking legend. Do you know like, I mean, obviously you know Star Trek. Yep. But do you know some of the other stuff she did? Go for it. So... Um, and this is one of the things that I know thanks to Drunk History. God bless my wife for making me watch this show. But after the first season, she didn't want to do Star Trek anymore. She wanted to be on Broadway, and she went to an NAACP like gathering of like wigs at the time. Someone comes over to her and is like, "Hey, um, we have someone here. It's a big fan. They want to talk to you." She's like, "All right, cool. That's whatever." And it's Martin Luther King. Oh! Oh, wow! The Martin Luther King. She's played he's like, by
2: uh, Jaleel White in that Drunk <laughs> History episode, for those of you guys who are trying to find that right now on Hulu.
0: Oh, and uh, she's played by Raven Simone mm-hmm. in that episode. Yep. But um, he's like, hey, you're doing important work. Like, you're showing, you know, equality, and it's the only show I let my kids watch. And she's like, I was going to quit. He's like, what? No, you can't do that. And kind of explain to her the importance of her role for, you know, black children, male and female. You know, at that time, all across America, which is dope. So after the show ends, she goes to NASA and starts a working relationship with NASA to bring in both women and people of color to the program. And basically, thanks to her, um, Sally, Sally Ride. Sally Ride was the first female astronaut. And then, oh my God, Shannon's going to kill me May. May, look it up, somebody, please. I can't help. I feel so guilty. Oh, we're going to cut this part. (laughs) Shannon made me remember it fucking 19 times. And I forgot all... And then we started drinking. That's not... (laughs) We had one beer on the way.
1: May Jemison?
0: Yes, May Jemison. Or Jemison. Anyways, she's responsible (laughs) for fucking that, which is fucking insane and awesome. And just a dope-ass good human, man. Also first interracial kiss on mm-hmm. TV ever. Yeah. With, which With the famous Bill Shatner. Which apparently William Shatner had a lot to do with that in the sense where... Um, I bet
1: he did.
0: Well, we'll talk about this after this statement, but... So the studio was like, hey, let's do one with the kiss and one without the kiss because we don't know how people are going to feel about it. And Shatner made them kiss over and over and over and over and over again. Apparently, um, Nichelle was okay with it. And on the last take, he was like, we're running out of tape. We got to fucking, we got to do it. <laughs> he was like, all right, all right, all right. We'll do one without the kiss. And they're like, all right, cool. So when they reviewed all the footage on the last take, he turns to the camera and crosses his eyes. So they couldn't use that footage and they had to use the first interracial kiss of all time. Oh, wow. Uh, Bill, Bill Shatner, hero. But what happened to him? Why is he such a shitbag on Twitter right now? Never meet your heroes. Right. Yeah, you live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy, I guess, right? Yeah, something like that. I that, I saw that movie. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about, which has kind of been brought up a couple times, I don't think here, but um, have you heard about the Beyonce scandal that's happening right now? I have not. So there's a song on her new album that uses... Oh,
1: yeah. okay, yes, I've heard, yeah.
0: The word... Um. I don't know, can we say it? I mean, I feel like we can. If we
1: say it in the context of uh, talking about... Talking
0: about the news? The news, yeah. yeah.
1: So she says spaz,
0: which um, Lizzo got also in trouble for that months ago, and Lizzo went out of her way to not only, like, apologize in a very genuine, like, hey, I didn't know, because the word spaz, apparently, especially in the UK and certain parts of Africa where they speak English, is ableist. It's a derogatory term. Um, And in local, like, American... Especially black culture, it means and out. So she was unaware that she had you know made the mistake and then people on Twitter lost their fucking minds. And she not only made the mistake, apologized genuinely, she went back and like changed the song.
1: Yeah. She re-recorded.
0: Like, which is, you know, money, it's a lot, especially for someone that didn't know a word. Yeah. Like that a word that is used here pretty commonly to not mean something bad, but in other countries means something bad. Which you can't expect someone to know everything all the time, which is why I shared a post today of Trevor Noah talking about that, talking about context and how she's still getting you know people attacking her. And now Beyonce is going through it as well. But my query was two things: Beyonce had to have heard about the Lizzo incident, right? Like, there's no oh, yeah. way she heard about it and was just like, ah, I'll be fine because I'm Beyonce. Or do you think she just forgot that she used that word in the recording process? Because you know, it's a commonly used word. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I mean, you got to figure like if it's if you grow up with that being part of your culture, and you hear one time that an artist that you probably don't even really fuck with got in trouble for it, like which one are you gonna remember the most? I mean, I'm and. I don't want to come off like I'm defending the usage of the word because I'm not. Now, but, like, it's, I think it's understandable to connect A to B. I,
0: I also don't think we're defending the word. Like, I don't think Lizzo's ever going to use it again. I don't think Beyonce's ever going to use it again. I just think that maybe this, like, mob mentality to just want to attack, like, we need to take context into, like, you know, hey, we didn't know this word meant something else in another part of the world. So if you genuinely apologize for that and don't continue to use it, why should you continue to be attacked? That's kind of where I'm at. Because, like, all right, this was my example that I used, and I've talked about this a couple times, and my Facebook post actually got taken down because it was, like, right versus left. It turned into a whole thing. I, like, we all know what the English call cigarettes, right? And that's a word you can't use here. Oh, no. But if an English songwriter or artist uses that word contextually to talk about a cigarette, an American's not going to, like, for the most part, there won't be a big thing because we know that they use it that way. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, no one in England's being like, hey, we can't say this word because it's offensive in America now. Like, even though now it's become kind of offensive kind of everywhere, but people still use it, and it's commonly used in movies. Like, it's not as stigmatized as it is here, as it should be. But, like, why are we holding people accountable for what words mean in different countries? Like, as a Spanish speaker, like, our language is insane. Like, there's a video that you should check out on YouTube called Que Difícil Es Hablar El Español. It is captioned, so if you don't speak Spanish, you can at least try to read it. But it's these two... Americans or Canadians that moved to Spain and have moved all across different Spanish countries and they have like a comedy duo and they sing a song about how different words mean different things in different countries. So you can be here asking for strawberries but if you say it in this country, you're asking someone for pussy. Like, and it's wild because if you don't know the context, you know, that shit will get you shot. Yep. So I just don't, it's crazy to me that like when you genuinely apologize for something that you're not doing maliciously, that you didn't know was a bad thing, and like after you've done, I mean, gone above and beyond, like changing your song. And again, I'm going more towards Lizzo, like because Beyonce's, like this shit is super fresh. It happened over the last like two days and I haven't heard from her camp. But Trevor Noah again has that video specifically talking about the Lizzo incident. Yeah, I don't know how like Beyonce's camp missed that though. What do you think, Nathan?
1: I mean. For me, it's a lot of intention and context for me when it comes to using words. Now, obviously, if it's called out and it's public knowledge and, and it's it's understood that let's not use this word anymore, okay. If it's universally known, fine. But like, I completely agree with you. How are we to know what certain words are not okay in other countries? If, if, how can we be abreast of absolutely every cultural change from every country, every single thing that's offensive? It's sometimes hard to follow, but... If you're called out and told, yeah, you need to do something about this, and you do, it should fucking end there. Like, the people who get super defensive and always like, we've got to hold this person accountable for the rest of their lives. Like, no, they, they paid their price, they made their fix, they moved on, they, they learned from it. Now, if Lizzo decided that she was going to do it again... Double down. <laughs> double down and be like, I'm going to make this the most blatant hit towards... the no. That would be one thing, but if like she, to call
2: that the J.K. Rowling.
1: <laughs> oh, yikes! Oof. What a time to Boom. be a Harry Potter fan. Uh, but no, like it's it's interesting to see how people will continuously attack. Like I, I'm on, you know, the side for Lizzo. Like, awesome. I'm glad that you made this fix. You were sensitive to something that obviously meant a lot to a lot of people, and you fixed it. Move on. But the people that hold on to it just because you made a mistake. Oh, fuck you. And honestly. now again, this is
0: a really really fine line because we are all talking from a pace of privilege just because we're men. Yeah. First of all, even though we're brown and you're white, like, you know, the privilege chain like moves and sways and everybody knows that, you know. I think everybody should be held accountable for anything they do. I agree. And I think yeah. intent matters. It does. Like, and I think that's the problem is like we forget that people are human and you can fuck up. Like, you know, if you mispronounce someone or name someone accidentally, because you're getting used to it, that's one thing. If you're doing it purposefully, you're a piece of shit. And you should be attacked.
1: Like when we need I actually, I have a point. I want to, I want to ask you on this, and we're gonna get real edgy tonight, and that's great. That's compelling. Um, so, when it comes to the misgendering of folks and and accidentally using the wrong name, I've seen some people in the community uh, that get super offended if they're misgendered by somebody they don't know. So let's just say, for instance, if somebody is presenting feminine and somebody says you know ma'am or whatever is it okay for that person that maybe consider themselves non-binary or any in that side should they it be valid for them to be upset or should they just understand that it's a stranger that they're probably not ever going to see again what's the use of getting upset
0: so i think that's just two separate questions because i think everyone's feelings are always valid all the time of course now the way they react to their feelings is a different fucking story. Yeah. Like if I, you know, I, and I had a daughter, I have a daughter who, you know, decided that she believed that she was fa- first a lesbian, then bi, and then trans. And she wanted to be called Scott. And we called her Scott for two, three years. We told everybody and we did our best. Our only, our caveats were no hormones until you're over 18 and then you know we'll do therapy like anything we can to help you but we support you you're a kid you know we called him he we called him scott and then now obviously this isn't always the case at some point he decided no i feel more like a she i want to be bella again and that's just kind of how it happened uh if she was still a he and still scott you know that's one thing now my family and our families had trouble with it at times Obviously, but we would be like, hey, this is how they feel. And if you're not gonna try, and we don't expect you to be perfect. Like, hey, how's Bella? She goes by Scott. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, but intent matters. You know what I it mean? It really like, does. And I feel going through that as a father, and if I were to go through that, but I'm also a really thick skinned motherfucker, so it's different. Yeah. Uh I'm not going through the same kind of experience that like They're going through and, like, God knows their family history and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, God knows what's going on in anyone's fucking head. But I feel like sometimes if you're going to do it, at least try to be like, hey, I'm this. Explain before you. And if that person doubles down, fuck them. Oh, yeah. Raise the earth. Let's go. But sometimes it's hard because maybe that's the seventh time it's happened today. Like, I remember (laughs) the big story with the GameStop lady. Oh, yeah. When the guy was like... Right, right. Here, sir, and she lost her fucking mind. But I can understand watching the video why someone would call her sir.
1: Yeah, if it's an accident and you move on, that's one thing. But if you consistently are putting that person down and just doing it to get a rise out of them, go fuck yourself. And man, this
0: is a fine fucking line that we're writing tonight.
1: I know. I'll tell you what. I know. And like, I am completely and totally supportive of what anybody wants to do with their lives. Great, unless it's illegal, <laughs> and even sometimes that's debatable. But, like, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm a fierce supporter shit. Of, <laughs> of people being their true selves, and they should be. And people should respect when they're their true selves. I just think when people accidentally or non-maliciously misgender or, or don't exactly get it right the first time, you shouldn't lambast them because, one, that might create an enemy, and you don't want that. And you want to be able to educate and actually inform them. Like you said, say, hi, you know, I, I identify as whatever they identify as, and that's how I'd like to be known. And if that person continues to double down, then go fuck them. But
0: again, that's really easy for us to say. Of course. Of again, course. I would like to approach this subject again when we have – I've got a couple – uh, performers in the LGBT community, some trans, some not, that will be on the show. Great. And I would like to discuss some with them to get their opinions, because again, sure, fucking, we're just three dudes talking out of our asses right now. Like, yep. we have our opinions. What we think should be, well, like, I am of the belief that everybody should calm the fuck down when it comes to non-purposefully hateful behavior and try to have objective discourse. Now, the, yeah. that's really specific.
1: Easier that, said than done. That too.
0: doesn't mean like, oh well. What, is, what does that mean? Like, hate, you know, like when you're using it personally or not, like there's a lot of context. Yeah. I'm, but I'm always going to side with the people that feel like they were hurt, like just because oh, that's yeah, just for just my, sure. my nature.
1: Yep. And everybody deserves their time to explain and everybody deserves their time to be educated. And I think sitting down and having conversations as opposed to having, you know, I know reactive behavior behavior happens when you feel like for a long time you haven't been heard and you haven't been understood. And I completely and totally get that. Um, but, you know, I just wish more people who don't understand the way of life of somebody in the LGBT plus community would just sit down and listen to them and understand that they're just another person and they just should respect their existence. That's Omi, what do you think? My big thing.
2: Right. I mean, I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, I think that um, there needs to be a, a level of understanding on both sides. Right. So one side needs to be able to be willing to listen and the other side needs to be able to be willing to educate. Right. In order for this to get better, you know, or else there's always going to be that divide. And I understand. Again, like you said perfectly, I'm talking out of my ass. Like I have not gone through the hardships that many of many of our friends have. So me saying like, oh man, maybe you should just like tell that guy. Like it probably has not worked out well in the past, and that's why they don't tell that guy. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, but you know, it's one of those things that like you know we just got to keep trying until until something works
0: out well going back to my post today which kind of links back up is someone who i'm not really friends with but my facebook is public so i just kind of let people go wild and like i've seen some wild things (laughs) on your facebook brian um until the point where like it gets people attacking each other or someone just going way too far trying to prove their point he made this like the point where like well what consequences people have for their language If someone hears it and they don't like them, that's the consequence. And I was like, no, you know what you're doing, and that's fucking stupid. Because if you were sitting in front of me, and you called me a derogatory Hispanic term, the consequence would be I'm going to headbutt your fucking face off.
2: Which is why I only do it on Twitter.
0: And if you do it on Twitter or Facebook, maybe I screenshot it. Maybe I find out who your employer is and send it to them and be like, hey, is this the kind of employee you want? Like you, you gotta be mindful of the shit you. And I know you're like doing it for jokes. <laughs> no, dude, you say that shit to my face, I'll fuck you like hundred percent. Like there, you know, no one's saying you can't say it, but there are consequences. There's a fucking difference. Like when I'm not talking to you, you're free to say whatever you want. But you know, if you throw a racial slur my way, I'll probably punch you in the face and get away with it because you said a racial slur. You fucking idiot. You know, and people just don't get that. They always want to argue, like, stuff that's not even really what we're talking about. Yeah. But that same kind of like... they just want to see what they can get away with.
2: So, this is my biggest pet peeve in the world, is when I am arguing with someone, they are losing the argument, and then they decide to argue a completely different point that is unrelated to the argument. It's like, okay, so you're losing this boxing match, so you decided to fight your imaginary friend instead. That, no, 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 sir... The fight's not over. Come back here, like it's it's the most aggravating thing that can possibly happen to me in the middle of an
1: argument. I hate it so much.
0: So yeah, that's how we feel about that. Uh, what, what's our time? What's our time?
1: Uh, we have about twenty minutes left.
0: Oh, we we went over the half. It's time for it's time for you, baby boy.
1: Uh oh, baby Spotlight boy.
0: Spotlight is on me. All right. So first of all, I need you to tell the people what you've got going on currently. What are you promoting right now?
2: Okay, so uh, in the very near future, um, in a couple weeks in August, I will be at Phantasm Orlando, um, the second biggest horror convention that the um, Florida community has right now. Uh, I'll be hosting a panel on the decade of the 80s, with you, actually, my friend. I'm going to be on it. Yes, Mr. Brian's going to be on it, uh, along with a bunch of really great, talented people. We have, we have some authors on there. We have some special effects and production designers and, and just a lot of folks that have a really deep, deep love of the genre on there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm hoping to fulfill that kind of Eli Roth interview role. Uh, with all these giants of the industry because neither Brian or I are very qualified otherwise. You speak for
0: yourself, God damn it! <laughs> I got, I have qualities. <laughs> but um, he's doing that in conjunction with the Reels and Heels podcast. You should check them out. Correct. Shout out to Brian. Yes,
2: please. Shout out to Brian. What about your YouTube? Uh, so I also run a movie review podcast, uh, not podcast, review channel called Rooster Reviews. Um, just... Short TV and movie reviews uh, that I've been doing throughout the summer. I really like doing it, so I'll probably continue uh, from here on out.
0: Rooster Reviews on YouTube, check them out. All right, so now, what made you? Oh, I get all excited when I get to ask questions. You've lived a long life. You've beaten cancer twice. You started off chef or MMA fighter first?
2: Um, so, chef. So I was, okay, chef is a weird term for me. I'm a line cook. I'm a cook through learn. and through, right? So I did that for most of my life, and uh, to the point where I still kind of do it now. Uh, I enter competitions, and I still cook.
0: That's fantastic. Have you seen this meme going around about line cook dick? Yes, I think I've posted seen about it. Too. It's <laughs> the most
2: incredible thing. Thank you, by the way. My, my social media dating is uh, going through the roof right now. Thanks to that line cook dick meme.
0: So where were you born?
2: So I was born in Rio Piedras, Puerto Rico.
0: Um,
2: I grew up in a city called Guaynabo.
0: Right next to me. Yes, yes. We were neighbors for some time. We lived on the island at the same time, blocks from each other, and we didn't meet till 30 years later, which is
2: insane. It's super wild to me because, like, the cliques were very small. Like, everybody knew everybody, right? And yet somehow we didn't meet until we were both in fucking
0: America. (laughs) So tell me about when you started cooking. What was your first job? Was it a passion that you had that like drove you to do that? Was it just like, I got to do this? Because you had a chef that was, I believe, one of your big influences, not counting Anthony Bourdain. And I know that about him because I pay attention.
2: So, um, so when I was about six years old, uh, I met, met my buddy, Daniel, who was always very culinary minded. He was the first one to introduce me to like Emeril and Julia Child and stuff like that. And that thing kind of stuck with me uh, throughout high school. I got my first cooking job out of necessity. So my father passed away from cancer and Hashtag I needed fuck cancer. a job. Um, because I didn't know if I was coming or going. I didn't know if I was going to stay on the island or if I was going to come and uh, be with my mom in in Tampa, where I I reside now. So I got a line cook job uh, working for um, this little brunch spot on St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. And I stayed there for about a summer. Um, Yes, I'm aware that you also
0: lived in St. Thomas. I lived in St. Croix. Oh, St. Croix, St. Croix, okay. But I don't remember, I, I didn't know that. Which yep. is, I guess, why you're being interviewed. So I'm learning things, too. Yeah, I grew up about a couple miles away and on St. Croix. That's where I lived from about 8 to 14. Yeah. So your first cooking job was in St. Thomas? Yeah. So
2: um, I walk into the interview. Um, I have a really beat-up copy of Kitchen Confidential in my hands by Anthony Bourdain. He was a personal hero.
0: For those that don't know, can you kind of like... Explain what that book is and who he was real quick. So Anthony Bourdain
2: kind of was... So he was this uh, classically uh, trained French cook who worked in New York City, and he was kind of like the sex pistols of the culinary world. If Julia Child is the Beatles, then he is most definitely... um, Yeah, he's punk rock. He's the UK invasion... And um, what he did was he wrote this book that essentially told all of our secrets. He was the vampire Lestat. He, he said, he said great this is all the dirty shit that we don't want you to know. Here's the drug-fueled rock star lifestyle that line cooks live without the rock star budget. And every bit of it was true. Some people hated him. Most
0: of us loved him. Especially if you work in the industry. Yes. Like, it's weird to me. And One of the things I love about Bourdain the most, and I'm sure you feel the same way, is his opinion of, A, being a cook, not a chef, but also the people that actually work in the kitchen are normally, you know, illegals or people of color that aren't getting that attention. They're scrapping by, and, like, without them literally the entire restaurant culture of America would fucking implode upon itself. He described it as a pirate crew.
2: And I think that description is what resonated with me because my dad meant the world to me. He was my best friend in the whole world. And his favorite book and my favorite book uh, is Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson, particularly the character of Long John Silver, was very much my dad. He was this... Loud, bombastic, friendly cook, but he was always working an angle. He was always trying to get you to do what he wanted, whether that be something small, like get you to the bar on a night when you were really tired, or get you to, like, buy some garbage that he was hawking. I feel like I would get along with your dad. You are pretty much my dad, and not in a weird way, but, like, pretty much. (laughs) Um, So... I resonated with this book, with these words that this guy who I had never met was saying. And it really hit me out so that when I actually needed to get a job, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try cooking. Like, I, I have no s- discernible skills. I don't know how to hold a knife. I don't even know if I'm good at it. But I'm going to try. And so I walk into this interview in St. Saint, in Saint Thomas. What
0: took you to St. Thomas? How did you get from Puerto Rico to St. Thomas?
2: So... My dad and I spent a summer because um, my dad was like a serial like uh, marriage guy. Like he, a serial if, monogamous. I guess is that's the right term. He would date a woman for less than a month. I feel. And then marry her immediately.
0: Would you say Nathan that that's a serial monogamous? Uh
1: yes, for sure. And that's crazy. Okay. I can't imagine getting married that quick. Obviously, Please. if you
0: have any questions, jump in. Of course,
1: of course. He collected
2: divorce certificates. I feel like like the paperwork.
1: What a collection! Like
2: I mean, like like they were fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> <laughs> he was, <laughs> and he married a very well-off woman who's she is. Okay, let's be honest. She she was not a sweet lady. Fuck that bitch. But um, she was. But um, she was. Shout out to that bitch. And and she (laughs) bought him all the toys, right? So she bought him a boat and we spent this summer on this boat and we met this wacky cajun guy named uh, well he only ever Jean-Pierre France. well he only ever introduced himself as Captain Bill so i don't know what oh, his actual yeah. name was oh, captain bill or makes if great. he was a
1: captain that sounds for that so, matter i can smell the beignets just thinking of That's captain bill the most
0: non cajun
1: name
2: i've ever heard but when my dad passed away like Captain Bill had like a serious connection to my dad. He loved him. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he goes, hey, man, I know this is crazy. I don't know if you have any plans after this, but I'm going to take this scuba diving charter business over to the Virgin Islands for the summer. You're more than welcome to stay with me on the houseboat and figure your shit out. And the last thing I wanted to do was hang out with my family, so I went, yes. How old are you? I am going to be 35 next month. How old were you at this time? Oh, at this time, I was maybe 19.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So you got to St. Thomas. You got the job. How long were you there?
2: Uh, so I was there for a summer, so about three months. And then you go? I come back to the States. To Tampa. Yeah. It was time to be an adult and, and you know, Kind of face the family because I was running.
0: Did you continue cooking here at first,
1: or yeah?
2: So I came to Tampa first. My mom lives here, and uh, I applied at this restaurant that um, wasn't quite finished yet. <laughs> like the the kitchen was like ninety percent outside.
0: They never are, they
2: and never are. and there was like a little there was like a little alleyway where like there was. <laughs> just the server window where you could stick the food in and maybe a walk-in cooler. It was it was not the best of situations, so it spooked me a little bit. Uh, so I went back to Orlando. I enrolled into culinary school. Okay, Le Cordon Bleu. Le Cordon Bleu. My and, wife
0: also, Le Cordon Bleu.
2: Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. Now you know. Um, so um, in St. Thomas... Thank goodness my mother will not be um, listening to this. I developed a fun little drug habit.
0: I already emailed her, so she's totally going to listen to this. Oh, I'm just well, kidding, I'm kidding
2: it's a good thing she doesn't understand English. Uh, no, So I developed a fun little drug habit, which I continued in Orlando because uh, I was going to school full-time and also working full-time at a Chili's there.
0: <laughs> For those that don't know, like contemporary restaurant workers... Specifically, like your Applebee's, your Chili's—like as a chain. Half the staff, especially back at the house, real fucking high on drugs. So much time. coke,
2: all <laughs> the so time. So much. So you know, you you do what you gotta to work the long hours and the stay awake for classes. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work. I flunked out of the classes because I was always partying and I lived that that line cook lifestyle of just partying. Every night after a 14 hour shift. And
0: slinging that good dick.
2: Just just that line cooked dick everywhere. My mattress was on the floor, no frame. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh my God. No frame, like well into 30s. <laughs>
0: so at what point, at what point, what came first? Your first bout with cancer or MMA? MMA. All right, so when, how do we get from Le Cordon Bleu, Chili's, Coke addiction? Uh, you said you said habit. I don't want to say f- addiction or habit. I don't know what the Fun fucking... Fun hobby. Discerning <laughs> what, where the line is there. How did you get drawn into MMA from that? So
2: um, I have a pretty manic personality. I, I like to keep busy and do stuff. And I don't like to be told that I can't do anything. So um, I wrestled in high school. My dad was a boxer, and so I have an amateur boxing record of, uh, 50 and 10 and, um, 50 the good number by the way. Um, and. weird if you said your losses first? Yeah, I know. Right. Just like, I'm really ashamed. So I just tell him first. Um, so I had some experience, right. And there was this guy one time in Orlando who we were watching a UFC event at like a I think it was like a Miller's or something. It was a sports bar. And uh, he was saying that I could never do that stuff. I was too small. You were like, fuck you, buddy. Pretty much. So I went the next morning, joined a jiu-jitsu gym, and started working out. And This is in Orlando. This is in Orlando. Uh, my first uh, fight I was cornering somebody else behind a a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore called the Tilted Kilt. It was literally a cage outside
0: behind
2: a Tilted Kilt. So
0: a sanctioned fight? Maybe. (laughs) Who who
2: told you about the fight? So the gym was involved. So we had fighters going to this thing, going to this event. Um, And then... The guy that I was cornering got scared and said, fuck this, I'm not doing it. In his defense, they were, like, sharing gloves. It wasn't sanitary. Like, that's definitely how you catch COVID. Um, And so they're like, we need somebody right now. And they looked at me, and they're like, you're his size. I was like, do you want me to, like, weigh in? They're like, no. Just get a mouthpiece and go. This is a tilt to kilt So you fought Kevin Hart. So, I don't know where this mouthpiece came from, but I put it in my mouth, and I'm not proud of it. I had a dollar
0: for every time I heard that.
2: I mean, that's going to be the quote of the fucking show. That's the title. (laughs) Or every time I said that, by the way. I get into this cage with this mean-looking, like, he looked like a really stocky, like, dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Just, like, huge beard, bald, and just super muscular. I am not a muscular man. Uh, But I was much taller than him, so I guess the weight kind of worked out. We fought. He cut my head open um, in the first round. I thought that they were going to end the fight there. Um, They didn't. I made it to the second round, and I ended up getting a lucky punch and beating him and winning by TKO. You're so humble. And um, I was super lucky. And then that just kind of, like, sparked a fire, and I really wanted to do it again. And then the next fight came, and the next fight came, and the next fight came, until I fought seven times professionally.
0: So, did, you made money doing this, I assume. As you yeah, yeah, I made a little bit. How did that, how does that turn from fighting behind a tilted kilt to being paid to do it? Like, how does that work? So, I got paid for the tilted kilt fight. Oh, well, fuck me, man. Your not, first fight, you got paid. Let's go.
2: Not much. To be honest, I didn't get paid much in any of them. The, I mean, you
0: never do at the beginning.
2: Yeah, but the, the highest one I got paid was my, my seventh fight. It was in Miami. Um, my dad's favorite song is what I consider the Puerto Rican anthem. We've talked about this. as uh, Mark Anthony's Preciosa.
0: It is the fucking anthem. Um,
2: and it brings me the tears every time.
0: Look at me. <laughs> Google it. Preciosa. Listen to it. It's our national anthem. Continue.
2: And I fought a gentleman... Who was a hometown boy, and so I was supposed to be booed. An, uh, a Miami Englishman? He, he was a Miami Englishman, <laughs> the first Mi- Miami Pilgr- pilgrim. Um, and uh, so I was supposed to be booed. I was going out there ready to get booed. That song starts playing. That exact song.
0: Don't do this to us right now. Yeah, we're I will, gonna, so, you're gonna. I will fucking cry. We're gonna, we're gonna cry. We're gonna start chugging beers and singing. It's You're just gonna derail it. the whole podcast. That's the
1: best way to end. But and um,
2: I get out there to the crowd, and this entire crowd is screaming bloody murder. Not booze. They are cheering. They are waving their Puerto Rican flags. The there fu- are people like taking off their shirt and like showing their 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 tattoos of Puerto Rico, their coquis. Uh,
0: Spoiler alert, the fight was on Calle Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> they, were,
2: they were like beating their chest and screaming and like I took all that energy in and man I gave that guy hell. We beat each other with just about everything.
0: So I assume you're still working at this time. When does the cancer jump? Like When did you get your first bout with cancer? How are we on time? I'm, I really want to get to through the oh. cancer and at least the YouTube channel.
1: You got five minutes. Got it. We can do this. We can fucking do this. So, uh, do we
0: have a cutoff limit though? Like,
1: what's our? I mean, not really. But for this kind of show, the metrics show that about an hour, hour and ten is typically the the best retention. Says the marketing director in the room. Anyway. Okay. Continue? Heard.
0: All right. So, cancer. So, so okay.
2: So, I, I was sick. Um. Probably for a lot longer than I wanted to admit. I knew I was sick. I was keeping it from people. While
0: you were fighting, or is this after you? This of was fighting?
2: close to the end of that last fight. There. Okay. I started getting sick enough, and I started realizing it, and that's why I didn't return back to fighting. Even though I was like trying to train and, and keep up appearances, uh, I was working for a bar in Tampa uh, called the Larry Parkade, and I got into a terrible car accident, and they ran. All the tests, because I'm a type 1 diabetic, so they do that when you go in.
0: Damn, dude, type 1 diabetes as well as a fucking MMA. You've had this as you were fighting as well? Yeah, yeah. So this, car accident, Tampa, cancer, what kind of cancer? Pancreatic cancer. That's not the good kind either.
2: No, I mean, no, I, that's a pretty much a death nail. There's there's no good kind of cancer, guys. No, there's like, like a better
0: kind. You know, you, you want, you know, something on the skin, as opposed to... You
2: know, like, I, I've never heard of anyone dying from nose cancer, and... I mean, I'm sure
0: if you're, if, if you, you have nose, nose cancer, I right
2: apologize. If you died now. of nose cancer, let us know. Yeah, please uh, don't, don't. So, this was cancer. how many
0: years ago? Uh, let me see. This is, Larry Parquet's uh, only four, been around for like four years,
1: five Four
2: years. years. So, this was four years ago is when I first got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I went through a bout uh, with chemo, uh, dropped some weight, uh, went through a surgery that was supposed to essentially cut it out. You know, and uh, the surgery was successful. I was healthy for a little bit, for about maybe half a year. And we met during this
0: time period, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, really quick, we met at a bar that I frequent called The Mermaid that's not, it's been through hard times currently, but I support it because of the people that work there. And I met him, and I was like, who the fuck is this Puerto Rican dude working in the kitchen right now? I was like, What? And we just started talking, Tenacious D, Puerto Rico, everything came up, and he quickly became one of my best friends. And then he was head chef at the time, no?
2: Right, yeah. So I was head chef at the Mermaid Tavern at the time. I had uh, done their menu, and I was doing the thing that I loved the most uh, when the cancer came back. Um, came back just when I was, like, making the right changes and stuff, so I felt pretty defeated about that. I mean, I had already, like, secured a job through COVID, so I was pretty stoked, and then this kind of shot me back down. Um, this bout was a lot harder. Uh, went through chemo and radiation again.
0: Same kind again? Same Correct kind, again.
2: same kind again. Um, fought through it. I, I was about, this, this past December, I was about um, 115 pounds. Uh, when I used to walk around at 170. Uh, and, you know, I went through some rough times, you know, uh, lost some relationships, and um, uh, I sat my kids down, I sat my mom down, told them I wasn't going to make it through this one. Like, it, it really did feel like the end. Um, and but I guess the what? Spoiler alert, motherfuckers, it wasn't. So two weeks later, for the New Year's, I go into Moffitt, and I... Uh, received the news that they cannot detect any cancer cells in my body. And yes. I have been on a steady upswing since then. I am now at 145 pounds.
0: I can help you gain weight. Uh, There's one thing I know is how to gain weight. Uh,
2: I eat all the time, so if any of you guys out there want to buy me dinner, like just run into me and tell me it's you know, so, fine.
0: So, real quick before we end, now, what, after going through all of this and the way you lived, what made you decide to do movie reviews and why should people listen to you instead of like the fucking thousands of other people doing movie reviews? What makes Omi and Rooster Reviews the channel that we should watch for our movie reviews? So one, there's probably
2: better movie review guys out there. Not a good start. But but Not a great start. But, I mean, I'm just honest. That's why I'm single. Um, But I'm really passionate, guys. Like, if I tell you I really genuinely love a movie, chances are you're probably going to love it too, or at least we can have a really fun conversation on why you don't, and I'll defend it to the T, and we're going to have a good time over some beers. Like that's, that's the kind of vibe I wanted to bring to the show itself, to the channel, and that's the kind of energy I try to bring. Anytime I talk about movies and pop culture, this is what I love to do. So, if you like hearing a nerd really geek out about this stuff and not sound like he's been living in his mom's basement the entire time, no offense to mom's basements out there, they're nice places, uh, then please check me out. Check out Rooster
0: Reviews on YouTube. All right, well, Omi, I know we'll have you back, and I love you, man. You're one of my best friends, and I'm really glad you were able to do this with us. Nathan?
1: Actually, real quick. Oh, here we go. While I I was sitting here listening, I looked at who went on YouTube. And I typed in, because I was going to follow, and I was going to subscribe as the Fat Boys podcast on YouTube to Rooster Reviews. And when I typed in Rooster Reviews, um, there's an actual channel reviewing roosters. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: No, they're very popular, too.
1: There's 17 subscribers. There are 25 videos. This one has 61 views. It's just... I believe they beat me out on the algorithm. I think? really
0: hope we're not promoting a channel that is selling or is like just, reviewing roosters for rooster fighting.
1: I, I don't think it's a cock fight. YouTube. Well, I mean,
2: that's a thing in Puerto
1: Rico. We like have a coliseum. It. But, like, just rooster. But it says 18+. plus. I don't know what this means. I don't know if I should watch it.
0: I didn't know you could have 18-plus cock videos on YouTube.
1: There you it's go. It's good to know. That's a that's a good I know one. what I'm doing with my night. All right, Brian, how can people follow you? You can follow me at
0: Green, like the color lantern, like the thing you hold fire in in the old timey days, and B is in Brian. I'm Green Lantern B on everything. Literally Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh fucking MySpace. MySpace. Uh, Christian Mingle, live only journal. farmers, blackpeoplemeat.com. Which, by the way, if you misspell the meat in that website, it's a whole different website. Don't go to that site. I think you should know that. <laughs> Your FBI and
1: agent will find you. It's a Nathan, real loose review situation.
0: Where can we find you? You
1: can find me. Uh, you can find me at Burley Nathan on Instagram, on Twitter, I think. i ha- That's a dirty one, actually. So if you follow that one, I probably like a lot of dirty things as that persona
0: dude uh, my twitter is also filthy <laughs> we gotta talk about that next time
1: oh, oh filthy social media okay i can't open up my tiktok or my twitter anywhere near people because i or brightness straight down your
0: tiktok and, what do you i gotta talk okay, to you about so what you're falling on TikTok. i have
1: my algorithm understands that i like big titties <laughs> if, if that wasn't obvious by how i look as a person um, so like me and the wife will be watching my TikTok. We do a TikTok review at night sometimes before bed. We just watch funny TikToks before bed, and it's like oh tits, tits, more tits. And I'm like, she's like, your algorithm has to know you very well.
0: I'm on the wrong side of TikTok. What it's are you like, getting?
1: Are you getting like a bunch of just nerd shit all the time, or do you get you don't get any tits?
0: I get I get very little tits, like <laughs> which that's, I'm okay that's with. Shocking. It's a lot more of like. Opinions and like music. Music reacts, that makes which sense. I love. Like music is like my passion oh, I have outside like, of tits and ass, but I, I wanna change, I wanna skew my algorithm the other way. I don't know how, but I wanna.
1: <laughs> just, well, you, well, you have to go like a bunch of tit videos. Like, I wonder if I can. I didn't even know there were tit videos on fucking TikTok. Tit tot. No, I get, I get a lot of like funny reaction videos and like singing duets and all that shit. I still I haven't been able to go viral again after my stupid one did. I've been trying. I've been failing. It sucks. I think the problem is. I tried too
0: much. You just gotta like let it, dude. I, I recently my first viral video that I talked to you about the first time. Yeah. Just got unbanned. Really. But no one. It, it's fucking from April. It was my first video, April twenty fourth. Sure. And uh, it hit ten thousand or almost ten thousand in like thirty five minutes.
1: Ten thousand views or likes. Uh, views. Okay, good. But then no, that's it. Quick.
0: Then it got cut off because I was driving.
1: That's right.
0: And it, i never been able to catch that fucking
1: catch that smoke again. Do you, do you know? I, w- I don't know if I told you at the last episode, because I think it was still pending, but I actually rejected this. Uh, that TikTok was uh, scouted by mine, was scouted by the Ridiculousness show. What? MTV ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. That's yeah, cool. They, con- I, I said no <laughs> because they were just gonna give me. I'm not gonna say how much because it was in a contract. But it was. I, I'll tell you off the air. But it was not a lot of money. And I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna hold on to it because it, it's just like a fun little. Because th- I would have to remove it from all of my accounts and yes. basically. Hey, used- ridiculousness
0: from a hey, the Fat Boys podcast says, "Fuck you." <laughs> no, no, is that too much? I. We don't say that. We're not trying. Only to Only Brian. Them as a only Brian says says that. Nathan. <laughs>
1: I am impartial to to this due to the nature of the contract (laughs) that I signed. No. Oh, so you signed a contract already. I did, but then I backed out because I'm like, eh, I want to do this. Because I didn't want to lose ownership. It's stupid.
0: We're definitely cutting that part out, guys. (laughs) Throwing that out there, right? (laughs) I hope we don't. Again, the, the opinions of this podcast are the opinions of just... Myself and him. This was just myself at this time. He's doing his own thing, and I apologize to anyone.
1: (laughs) If you listen to this podcast and think you're going to get serious legal opinions on things, you're in the wrong fucking show. Oh, make sure if you are just listening to us, you can also see our beautiful faces. Uh, You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Just look up the Fat Boys podcast there. Uh, We do have, I don't know how many subscribers we have now. I think it's in the double digits, which is great. Let's go. It's P-H-A-T, by (laughs) the way, guys. P-H-A-T, which stands for Pretty Hot and Theatrical. That is. Yes, it in fact does. I need to find out how many fucking subscribers we have. We have 19. <laughs> Woo! You could be 20. subscribers. We'll get there. We'll get big. I actually run a brand. Um, I'm not going to say what the name of the brand is, but I actually run another brand, uh, YouTube, that has uh, close to 500,000. And it's very interesting to see <laughs> how the different YouTube channels work and what they allow you to do when you have... Half a million followers. It's very interesting.
0: That's awesome. Hopefully, we'll get there and like. We
1: will get there,
0: Brian. Oh, I like that.
1: All right, next week, next show. I'm excited for. We're not going to tease anything yet, but just make sure you tune in. All right, love you guys. Bye, everybody. Adiós.